Welcome back to the Chosen Girl Tell Me About It podcast. We truly believe you're made for more and have purpose in Christ. Here, everyone, all ages, backgrounds, and walks of life are welcome to dive into the Bible for godly insight on topics we all deal with to ultimately seek truth. Thank y'all so much for listening. Let's get this party started. Hi, Chosen Girl fam. Welcome back to Tell Me About It. This week we are on week four of our quarantine. We're so glad to be here with you guys. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah, and I cannot believe that this is week four of the quarantine podcast, which the stay-at-home mandate for Tennessee is lifted on Friday. However, we're still being cautious about the Rona. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that. Uh, but, you know, life is going to go on. It's going to be different. It's going to be a new normal of sorts. But um, that's okay. If you're like me and you like routine, I have finally gotten into a corona routine and now it's going to be changing. So, you know, just leaning on God for even just little things of stability like that, like finding a new rhythm. Yes. Um, you know, shaking your old rhythm, like I'm not going to be at home anymore with my dog all day. That's okay. Um, mm-hmm. Just uh, finding boundaries. Even like for me, confrontation is super hard. Like telling people not to hug me, like that's that's going to be hard because I've already had people say, yeah. I'm going to hug you so big when the stay-at-home mandate's lifted. And I'm like, <laughs> no, you're not. Like, sorry. We need, we need a social distance up in here. <laughs> but, um, I mean, just even little things like that that kind of give your heart like a little anxious burst. You know, God's going to take care of it. It's going to be okay. We're going to learn. We're going to get into a new normal. And um, it's going to be okay. Amen. You're right. It is going to be okay. And I think that we had, we just, you know, you know, like I always say, you can if you can't change your situation change your perspective and I'm just gonna I'm believing that God's gonna get us through this and um I'm so thankful that throughout all of this that this podcast has been a constant for me that just like not only an opportunity to to talk to Sarah like my best friend and talk to you guys but also um just like an opportunity and more and a reason to remain so deep in the word and like focused on God. Cause it's really easy. There's so many distractions. It sounds like when we're at home that there's absolutely no distractions, but sometimes there can be even more there than there is in our normal routine. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll talk about this more at the end of the podcast, but we are so excited about next week for the podcast. We're going to be asking you guys to send in emails, DMs, any kind of form of communication with us. And we want you to tell us something good. We want you to tell us something that God did for you during this time, something that God has brought you through in general, even just something fun. Um, like and personal in your life. But if you feel comfortable with us sharing a testimony or just something small and good that God has done in your life, send those in, send us a DM, send us an email. Um, it's info at thechosengirl.com. Um, but we need to spread God's goodness during this time. And the word says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. So we Amen. wanted to have a whole episode dedicated to, 
to your testimony and whether that be just general in your life or something that God has done for you during this time of being at home or losing your job or whatever um, your circumstance may be. If you feel comfortable with sharing that, we would love to share that to our Chosen Girl fam to increase our faith and to show how loyal and good and faithful God is. Praise God. Praise God. Um, Liz is recording on her on her porch. So if y'all hear the birds chirping, she was like, I'm so sorry. But I was like, no, I need to hear the birds chirping today. I love it. <laughs> Listen, y'all, like not only everyone is asleep and quiet inside my house right now. And so the birds and me are just kicking it. But I was telling Sarah about um, my neighbor's cows are coming over and they're two younger cows. And they've been coming over every day for the, about the past like two weeks. And um, we were talk, we kind of made a joke about what we're going to talk about today, which we wanted to talk about the story about the prodigal son. And I said, I got two prodigal cows out here that just leave home <laughs> and return back every day. But um, I, there's so much like during this time, like I said, you know, God has been really faithful in encouraging and letting me reside in um in his word during this time of uncertainty. And that has led to me um, coming across the prodigal son story, which we've all read so many times. And if you haven't, I highly recommend Luke. The Luke version is my favorite. That's the one we're going to be looking at today. But um, one of the beautiful things about diving into God's word, if it's not a practice that you're doing now, is that the more you do it, the more God will reveal to you. It's kind of like the more you the more you talk to somebody, the better friends you become. And through this, the Lord really, he put something into a different perspective. Even though I've read this, I've read the prodigal son in, you know, in the gospels so many times over the course of my life, I'd never thought of it in this way. And I also think, you know, the experiences that you have and um, as you grow and mature, like your perspectives on things will change. But um, I'm just going to start by, by reading um, in the word first, and then I just want to chat about it for a few minutes. Um, so we all, so we know, I'm just going to kind of paraphrase the first part and kind of, and then before I get down to the bottom. Um, so Jesus is telling this parable about the two signs. Um, one was younger, the, the younger son, uh, he said, give me my inheritance or part of my state, as my version says, um, and the father divided the property that was due to them. And after that, the younger son got all his stuff and he set off to a distant, uh, different, distant, his wealth and he was living wild. And in this first part, I often think about that's probably how our parents see us when we get ready to go to college. Yes. Because here they are, they have given us some money and some freedom and we go off to either if you're living close or you're living far and you just kind of start doing your own thing. And of course your parents are at home worried, sick to death. I can't tell you how many times my, my father would tell me, don't you know, like I worry about you when you're not in my sight. And I did not go to school very close to home. So (laughs) I have probably to blame for all the gray, but, um, so he, so after that, um, he went and he hired out, um, he hired himself out as a citizen of that country and he pretty much was like 
like a servant almost, but not enslaved or anything. He just needed to work for money. He had all this inheritance and he came back and he had to work because he didn't have anything. And it says when he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set back out and go to my father. And so I'm like, we forget sometimes that whenever we leave, that we all, there's a, we have, we left from somewhere and sometimes life can make us feel like we can't go back to something. But he says, wait a minute, my father, the one who gave, like, who is my own flesh and blood, the one who loves me, his, his servants, he wasn't asking about his father as a father figure, but just simply as a, as a boss, really. Yes. He was like, what about the people under him? And it says, um, I'll go back to my father and I will say to him, father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And so he said, this is what I'm going to say to my dad. I'm getting up. I'm leaving this country. I'm going home. Um, and I just want to point out that there's something so bold and strong about being able to say, I am not worthy. He humbled himself so deeply. I'm not even worried to be called your flesh and blood, though that they, though you raised me. I just yes. want to be one of your servants. Um, and I think that's such a, just a beautiful part of the story. And I think we also have to do that when it comes to us coming back to, to Christ. Because there's um, two things that I believe separate us most commonly from God are pride and fear. Yes. And so there was a lot of pride that happened. In this, I mean, he he left. I can make it on my own. I'm doing my own thing. I don't need my dad. I don't need our customs. Everything else. Left, went to a whole other country, and he's like, "Hold up!" Um, he got humbled real quick, and he's like, "I I need to go home." Yes. Um. And so, um, I'm reading down in 20. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son and threw his arms around him and he kissed him. Um, the son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. So he said what he said he was going to say. That was really confusing. But <laughs> so he said all of those things. But, and his father, but his father was filled with compassion. Every time we run back to our father, to our heavenly father, when we feel like we've gone astray, he is filled with compassion for us. He loves to see his children come home. And... Um, his son is, you know, it's kind of like when you, um, when you've done something wrong and you think your parents are going to be so upset and so disappointed, but you find that they are, they're not quite as mad as you thought they were going to be. It was kind of yes. one of those instances, but, and then, so the father, uh, called, calls the servants and he says, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him, put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet, bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate for the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they begin to celebrate. He said, put a robe on my son, put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. He said, son, you were lost and you were found and you were, you were royalty then, you were royalty when you left and you're royalty now when you come back, regardless of your mistakes. There is nothing that you can do in the eyes of God that would ever take his love away. Nothing. Yes. Because there's no way that we could earn the love to begin with. Yes. Amen. Amen. And so, um, I just, I, man, it just gets me every time. Cause I can't imagine, I can imagine how like shocking that would feel for him. You know, he's like, he's prepared to come back and serve his father and not even be recognized. And here he is the best robe rings, sandals. I mean, like, and he was poor, dirt poor. 
And so meanwhile, this is where it gets interesting. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field when he came near the house and he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and he asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf. Um, Kevin, he has, uh, since he has him back, safe and sound. So the father's glad that he's safe and sound. And the brother, um, I'm reading down at 28, Luke 15, 28. Um, the older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered to his father, look at these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Um, you never, yet you never gave me a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours has squandered your property with prostitutes, come home, you killed the flat, the fattened calf for him. Listen to, we think, we see two examples here. And so many times when I read this part before, I often thought about how one, it's almost like one was righteous and one was not. But I never stopped to think to look specifically at these two verses that really divulge the heart of the older brother. Okay. Here he is. He says all these years he became angry because he's like, he did all this stuff wrong all these years and you killed a fattened calf and you never even cared enough to give me a goat. And the thing that, that tripped me up about this part was you're so concerned with a fattened goat that you cannot be happy that your own brother has come, has returned, that your own brother has seen the light. Yes. Sometimes, and, and when I read this, I said to myself, comparison, we always say comparison is the thief of joy. Comparison stole joy right out of this moment for his brother. And it kind of stole, like, if we're comparing this to, like, us and who our Heavenly Father is, it kind of stole, like, who God already was to him, yes. who his father already was to him in that moment. His father was never exactly not providing for him. His father was always there. He says, mm-hmm. what I have, everything I have is yours. So he was yes. not missing out. If anything, he gained more because he had more time with his father and he didn't go away and he didn't have to experience that pain. Of going away exactly. and coming back. So, exactly. Like, wow. Like, uh, that's me. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> but I shouldn't be so hard on him. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, it's so real that there are times when we feel this way. And just like, just to wrap up the scripture part of this, the last two verses, my son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. Sometimes we find ourselves in the kingdom searching for the kingdom. Yes. <laughs> and you were the so other son right. left and realized that he had to come back. He realized what he had. Sometimes it's like, you don't know what you have until it's gone. Yes. He didn't realize what he had. And, um, but we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours, this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Yes. And, you know, I couldn't help think about for so many of us, like Sarah and I, who were raised in, and, you know, we're preacher's daughters and we grew up in the church. Sometimes, um, when we grow up and we become, come in contact with other people, we realize that there are a lot of different stories of how Jesus comes into people's lives. Yes. And that sometimes you may find that there's someone who was lost that did everything wrong. And, you know, and then finally that they found, found Jesus and they come, they come home 
and you see how God uses that story. And you, and sometimes I'm not even going to lie. There've been times I'm like, oh, wow, God, I wish you would use me like that. Yes. But that should never be the perspective. We should be so grateful that God, you took somebody who was lost. You, you found they're found and they are home. What someone who was dead is alive. And I, that is enough. That's enough for me to be thankful. And that we should never be jealous of the story that someone else has, because the reality is with the story the younger son had, a lot of pain came with that. Yes. And we should be thankful, like the older son, that we don't have to experience that same pain. And just as we were talking about testimonies a few minutes ago, I certainly hope that you never feel discouraged because you don't have a rags to riches story, that you don't have a story that you feel like God did some kind of miraculous thing and saved you from the bottoms of, of... of anything, I mean, the reality is that God saved you. Yes, that's amen. enough. Yes, that is enough, and it is worth celebrating. You, this, what God has done in your life, great or small, is worth celebrating, amen. and we should never care. Amen. Absolutely, sister. And you know, something that Liz and I talked about earlier um, this week with this, and y'all have to excuse if we're cutting in and out because we are doing this while social distancing. We are on Zoom um, recording this, and I hear some feedback in the mic, so I'm so sorry. (laughs) But seriously, guys, what in the world in our flawed human state makes us long for more? I feel like there's a part of our spirit that longs for more, but then there's a part of our flesh that longs for more in a much Mm -hmm. more twisted way. And why was the brother not content with everything he already had? Would it have made him feel better for the brother to have not received a gift from his father for his brother to not Mm -hmm. have received acceptance for his father. Why does it make us feel so much better to compare our sins or compare our stories? Like Liz was talking about Mm -hmm. with our testimonies, what sick and twisted part of our fleshly nature makes us think that we are better than anyone else because we've been a Christian longer or we've been a Christian quote unquote better or you know, we've been saved a certain amount of time or we've done a certain amount of things. We are all in the same boat. It does not matter if you've been saved Mm -mm. for four years, four days, or 40 years. It does not matter. It is just a joy to see people come to God. And, you know, even the cows in Liz's yard that we were talking about, she said they kept creeping closer and closer to the road when they probably have acres and acres of land to be on. They and do. Wh- why are we <laughs> always pushing the limit? Why was the mm-hmm. whole garden not enough for Eve and Adam that they had to eat of the one tree? Why was it not mm-hmm. enough? And I feel like we are all given a God sized hole in our heart and before on this podcast we've talked about how it's not even a hole it's a vacuum because a hole would insist or would imply once it's filled it never has to be filled again well guys I don't know about you guys but in my life I've had God fill my heart and then I've turned to other things that I want to fill my heart with that do not fill my heart properly and they are not enough Mm -hmm. but God is going to be the only thing like 
Jesus talks about the living water, the bread of life, the well that never runs dry to fill that vacuum in your heart that God only can fill and supply for, because I do feel like it's a vacuum. Because if you look at your relationships, at your addictions, even down to Instagram or substances or toxic relationships or whatever, it is not a one and done fix. It is something that you constantly need to go back to. And God Mm -hmm. is the only thing that will continuously be able to supply. And it makes me want to pray prayers like, God, show me where I messed up. Like, I know that that sounds like super holier than thou. But like, seriously, if you think about that brother, like, you're kind of like, what a brat. Like, the dad says, listen, yeah, you've had everything. Like, everything I have has already been yours. So what's mm-hmm. not good enough for you? Right. And wow. that, that makes me want to ask that question, like, to myself. Like, Sarah, what are mm-hmm. you filling yourself with? Like, what's, what, where is your flesh? Where is your spirit? Which one are you feeding more? Um, why isn't what you're doing good enough for you? And what do you need to switch with your heart or your perspective so that you can see everything that you've had or everything that God has, it's already mine. Yes. Wow. That, I mean, that's, that, that's the best question to ask ourselves. And I certainly hope that you all will ask yourself that question and be honest. Like there's nothing that you can hide. You coming to the truth uh, to yourself isn't exposing you to anybody. Like God already knows he's waiting on you. Yes. Well, and so I was many just times about we feel to, like we're waiting on God. <laughs> yes. I was just about to say the problem you see with this is obviously not the father. The father was like, listen, this has all already been yours. Maybe he didn't open up his eyes or position himself to see that. Mm-hmm. And that's why he didn't realize it. That's why it wasn't enough. And that's why our twisted sinful nature wants to see other people be lesser than us. you know and like say Mm -hmm. oh well at least I didn't go away and then come back like look at me dad I've been here the whole time like don't be that brother y'all don't be that brother right right y'all this has been so good just for my heart (laughs) yes and like y'all use this time like I feel like Jesus makes the equation so simple. Like if you don't feel like you're near to God, he says, draw near to God. He'll draw near to you. If you don't have peace in your life, he says, replace that worry with prayer. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Like it's, it sounds so simple and I feel like it is simple, but literally just like the whole chosen girl message, are you going to apply it? Like you can have a whole medicine cabinet full of awesome remedies and you can have a headache, but if you don't take the Tylenol, your head's going to keep hurting. Isn't that the truth? So I hope that helps somebody today. Like, like even we apologize for this interruption, but we had some social distancing difficulties in recording the end of this podcast. We were wrapping things up, but 
In conclusion, we want you guys to know that we are here for you. We're doing 30 days of prayer, and please send in your testimonies. Send in good things that God has done for you during this time or just in general in your life. And we are so excited to just have a Tell Me Something Good podcast next week to just honor God and His faithfulness and His loyalty and His goodness during this time. So we love you. We're praying for you. And we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Thank you all for listening and for being a part of our Chosen Girl community. Make sure you subscribe, screenshot, and even tag us on Instagram so we can share in the love with you guys. We love you, we are praying for you, and we truly believe that God has more for you. See you all next Tuesday.